This is Two Blokes Talking Electric Cars with Stephen Fennec and Trevor Long. Thanks to NRMA Insurance and Uniden. And it's great to have their company. Uh, this is Two Blokes Talking Electric Cars, uh, proudly brought to you by the NRMA Insurance, helping over 3 million people across Australia protect the things they care about. And Uniden Smart Dash Cams awarded best dash cam by CanStar Blue across a huge range of categories, five stars in all of them. We are here to help you understand electric cars, to think about what you might want to consider before you buy an electric car, and maybe even help us understand what you think of your electric car. Stephen, good to have your company, mate. G'day, Trev. Uh, Good that uh, we're out with this podcast and people are listening. It is really good to hear the feedback uh, from our listeners too, that they are yet another podcast from the two blokes and they're they're liking what we're doing. We appreciate the feedback and the ratings and reviews. If you you leave comments, we read them all. And if you leave ratings and reviews on iTunes, greatly appreciate it. Now, it's actually been a pretty big week for electric cars because of the federal government's new vehicle efficiency standards. Yeah. Very long and uh, drawn out term, which kind of is their way of saying we don't want to call it a, any form of tax. We don't want to yeah. imply that we're taxing petrol cars, but it is. it does set a standard for the way Australian car industry as a whole presents cars to Australians. That's yeah. the broad principle of well, this it's thing. the government's way of saying, you know what, car companies, we want you to produce vehicles that use less fuel. And Make them more efficient. Yes. Make them, and, and whether that's a fuel car, whether that's them developing more EVs, how yes. they take that that requirement that's right is what we're going to discuss so i think the thing that i reckon people need to understand here is because obviously there's a bit of hysteria about this if you go to one entire side of politics let alone one entire side of the ev opinion world because there are plenty of people with opinions on, on evs let's be clear this is not about requiring you to buy any sort of car no this is about requiring car companies to sell a fleet of cars across the year that meet a certain threshold of emissions. Yeah. So it's a, a essentially, you know, a grams per kilometre of, of carbon emissions, if you want to look at it that yeah. way, right? That's the concept is to say, we're going to go, okay, Kia, Hyundai, Toyota, Ford, all the yeah. car companies. We're going to measure the emissions, the average CO2 emissions per kilometre of the total volume of vehicles you sell. Yeah. So if Toyota sells... 250,000 cars or a million cars, whatever it is in the year, they're going to look at every single one of those cars. They're going to use the you know the sticker that appears on the windscreen and they're yeah. going to go, this is the emissions of it. Yep. And they're going to work out you know, the average kilometres that are driven and they're going to say, these vehicles are over the criteria. They're, they're, they're gas guzzlers and these vehicles are more efficient than the criteria. Yeah. And then what happens is if you are a car company and you are over then you either need, and this is where it gets a little bit carbon taxi, yep. you either have to go to a company, I assume like BYD and Telstra, Tesla, Tesla who, who yeah. only make electric cars, yep. and say to them, hey, can we buy some of your credits because you yeah. were way below the threshold? <laughs> yeah. So it the does car so, companies, it does sound carbon taxi, doesn't it? Car companies yeah. can trade amongst yeah. themselves okay. their emissions overall. Okay. But so... Let's use a couple of examples then. Yep. So let's let's say look at uh, well, would you talk about Ford? Yeah. Right. Ford are just starting to now bring in their EV lineup. That's right. So across the board, their efficiency is going to improve. That's right. Uh, but similar. How many are they selling? 
Well, at the moment, not many. See, it's not about they've got 10 cars. Like, let's just say they've got 10 models, the Puma, the yeah. the, the Ranger. That's not about the number yeah. of cars. It's about how many they sell. And they sell yes. a lot of Ford Rangers. Yeah, they do. Yeah, true. Okay. Yeah? yeah. And they're, they're gas guzzlers yes. in, in old school speak. <laughs> yeah. So they've got, they've got to sell – it's not the same number of electric vehicles, but they've got to sell a decent amount to begin to claw that back. But what you then need to appreciate is in the middle of the Ford range, you've got some really efficient engines. Even yeah. the Ford Mustang. Remember the Ford yeah. Mustangs years ago that we drove? Yep. One was a V8, one was an EcoBoost. Yep. That's a very efficient car. Yeah. Now, I don't know the numbers. I haven't seen the, yeah. the true detail, but it may be that the EcoBoost version of the Mustang essentially offsets the, the V8 version and means that it's neutral in Ford's overall yeah. uh, emissions target. So the, the positive outcome for customers, though, is that a lot of manufacturers then will more likely to see if, if Australia's in this mindset mm. – then wouldn't it be that car manufacturers want to send us more cars that are more fuel efficient as well as the EVs? Is that is that the benefit we're going to seek? That is exactly the purpose of this legislation. The yeah. purpose of this legislation is not to force us to buy anything. It's yeah. to force the car companies from to bring in better cars and not dump it's 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 literally termed dumping the the gas guzzlers onto Australia because we yeah. didn't have these laws. Yes, uh, yeah. United States, Europe, all these and places. And they've had have, it for a while. Those other countries, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, and so you get. Cars. So you're saying Australia was like a bit of a dumping ground yes. for, for others. So now, those the, those days are over. So the the CEO of Kia. Has, yeah. has got to ring the boss in Korea and say, listen, I know you've been sending us a bunch of <laughs> awesome little, uh, you know, Sorrentos and stuff, but we now need more hybrids yes. and we need more electrics. More EVs. We need more, because they make them. Yeah, All these of course cars. they do, yeah, yeah. Volkswagen, great example. Yeah. They sell a lot of cars and they've only just started introducing electric vehicles. Yep. They've probably got some really efficient vehicles in uh, overall in the fleet, but they've got to ring the boss in Europe and say, listen, we're going to need a better allocation and probably a better deal on some of these electric vehicles so that we can churn through a few, through them a bit and hopefully bring that uh, overall target to uh, to where it's meant to be. So I'm reading into this too that this would encourage those companies to bring more of their electric vehicles into the into Australia Definitely. to improve well not only it's a two sort of pronged approach right if there's more choices for customers there's then more chances they're going to trend towards those cars mm -hmm. and at the same time it's dragging down their their average to meet right. these new standards. Yes. So it is it is kind of pushing pushing the chips in EVs direction, don't you think? And a little bit. I think so. And and here's the thing. I a lot of the reporting this week was like, oh, it's going to drive prices up. I actually think nah, how? potentially yeah. quite the opposite. It's going to create competition. So forget EVs for a minute and just think hybrids. Yep. Now Toyota, I think, probably are on average pretty good in this space because they sell so many hybrid cars. Yep. Klugers, RAV4s, Corollas, everything, right? Whereas they're obviously selling a lot of Hiluxes as their yep. big, big seller. Yep. So the question is, are they already in a good space or not? But that concept will come to the Kias and the Mazdas of the world. You know, you drove the Mazda mm -hmm. plug-in hybrid yeah. last week. That car would have a better efficiency score yeah. than the petrol equivalent. Yeah, the CX-60. And yeah. so if they bring them in and they price them too high, they won't sell them. Yeah, because right. And it goes on sales, doesn't it? So if it, it just sits in a, in a, in a warehouse, it's of no use it to does them. no good to them. So that's they've got to be attractive to customers, to drivers, to yeah, – I understand. The, the, the dealers will essentially, I think, be incentivized 
by the head office to push people into these cars. Now, it's not going to be the full electric cars in the in the broad sense. Like you think about Kia, right? The EV9 is a $100,000 car. It's going to be very hard to, to upsell someone who's thinking about buying the seven-seat Sorento for sixty dollars or $70,000 to suddenly push them into the $100,000 mark. But if there's a Sorento hybrid, now I was reading the other day, I believe that the new Carnival is going to come out in a hybrid. Oh. Well, that that's an that, so if you're the you're the salesman, you'd be like, oh, this is more efficient for you. You'll save money. So it will cost the the average buyer more because a hybrid up might front. cost more upfront. Yep. but they could be they could potentially be sold on yeah. the efficiency over time. Well, the uh, the they're saying that Australians could save up to a thousand dollars per vehicle per year, and that's on fuel. I'm assuming. Yeah, that's on fuel. Per year. I hate those numbers. Yeah, because that requires that you buy a new car. Yeah, like. But so there's no savings uh, yeah. for the average Australian just so because sh- of these legislation. Short-term pain, long-term gain. I guess is how yeah. they're interpreting this. And that's fine for someone that's like I'm. I was in the market for a new car. Yep. It had to be a family car. Yeah. I was able to make the mm. EV9 fit the budget. So that's fine for me to take that upfront decision and go. I actually did the numbers on exactly how much we've spent on petrol in the in the yeah. carnival in the okay. family car over four years. And you go, okay, well that's a saving. Yep, over four years, so I can absorb that. Okay, but it, it's not as easy to introduce these more efficient cars that might be slightly more expensive or dramatically more expensive yeah. to the average Joe. They're not going to see these cost savings. That it's really fascinating to me what the dealerships slash brands do. Yeah to drive the sales of these cars because they're forced to. They have to, or they yeah, don't well, meet their targets. If it, if it means though, we're getting. More fuel-efficient cars, and, and let's face it, more EVs. Yes, a company, a, a big car companies will tend to think, okay, Australia is now the market is sort of becoming more suitable for an EV. Mm. So that means more choices for for drivers, for customers, more more being brought into the country. So the the market size of five or six years ago, you could count on one hand the amount of EVs you can buy. That's right. Today, you've got all this multitude of choices yes. now. And this, I think, is going to help push that even forward. And that's the argument. The argument is this legislation is exactly the legislation that's driven EV and hybrid technology in so many other countries. We are literally behind the times. Yeah. And and let's be clear here. And one of the reasons we started this show is because we're not trying to come at this from the, you know, banging on your door, you've got to get an EV perspective. We come at this from the perspective of you might be like me. I've been thinking about buying an EV for 10 years. Yeah. It took me 10 years. So it might be five years for you, but it might be not your next car. It might be the one after. Yeah. But it certainly might be your next car. And you may spend a year thinking about that. And I think that's yeah. that's what our role here is, is to help people over the journey of buying that car yeah. or their next car to well, uh, to understand how it knowledge sits. is power, I always say, yeah. and learning and knowing all that. As you do, you and I did our homework before we jumped into our our first EVs. Uh, I think that the the I think in in people's minds now, I think EVs are now becoming a a, disti- a, a greater possibility in yeah. their choices. I think twelve months ago, as recently as twelve months ago, eighteen months ago. An EV for a lot of people was off the table because yeah. they thought, no, nah, I don't. They either didn't know enough, they there wasn't enough models in the country. There wasn't yep. the, the choice in terms of their price range wasn't wasn't that wasn't that flash either. 
now we're seeing with you know with this these announcements as well the choices i think are, are what you're going to see those there's the word the choice that you're going to have now is going to be greater than ever before. Yeah, and that's a good thing, and that's uh, that's what we're here for each and every week. Two blokes talking electric cars. Later this show, we're gonna we're gonna talk about you know how much you actually do need to charge yeah. your car. We're gonna talk about why we think, our opinion, why we think electric vehicles are more expensive than their uh, traditional petrol rivals, and we're also gonna unpack some of the electric vehicle sales numbers from January 2024. <laughs> All right, Stephen, I think it's a really interesting question that people have about charging. We've talked a bit about charging yep. in, in recent episodes, but the how much do I need to charge is actually important because it's that petrol versus my new mindset thing. Yes. When you fill up with petrol, you're either doing one of two things. You're going, fill her up or put $20 worth in. Yeah. <laughs> That's the old, like, yeah, don't yeah, you reckon? True, true, yeah, yeah. So what's the new mentality people bring well, to EVs? I think the... The new mentality is similar to the, I think to, in some cases similar to petrol, where you, you just you're just topping it up. Mm-hmm. The top up, I think, is probably your best bet for an EV because you're not going to drive to Sydney to Brisbane every week. No, you're not going to drive for four and a half hours every day. No, so I think just covering what you use is is a. So, and it's a habit you fall into. Like I know with me, I, I I would drive, I might use, I don't know, 10, 12% battery a day. Mm. And so I found myself every couple of days putting 20% on. Right. And never never filling it up to 100% or even eight, the, the recommended, on, on my Tesla, they recommended your daily driving limit, keep it at 90% just yes. to, for the battery health. Yes. Uh, we'll explain later on, on a later show why that's important. But the whole how much do I need, I think – if you know, like I knew, I was coming to see you today. It's a so fair you put drive. it to a hundred. It's a fair drive, so <laughs> I thought I need to get up because because I know, and this comes with experience too. I know how much of a how many percent it takes to get from my oh, place to yours. What am I, what's my impact? It's about it's about ten percent of the battery there and back, or just one no, way? No, one way. Oh, okay. it's a long way, mate. <laughs> one way, ten percent. And so I knew that I needed at least twenty percent on the battery to get there and back. And I think as people drive their EVs more often, they know, okay, well, I'm only going to go to work and back. Yep. I know how much I need. And But I think it's very rare, like, uh, to have your car sitting. Like, you leave your petrol car on a quarter of a tank for days if you're not driving a lot because you know that you can drive yeah. so many kilometres yep. on, a, on a quarter tank. And an EV, you rarely do that because it's so – you don't have to go out of your way as we yeah. talked about last week, you don't have to go out of your way to charge because it's in your driveway or your yeah. garage, right? Yep. So it's actually very rare to see your car on way less than 50% most of yeah. the time because you're topping up. I was thinking about the challenge that we're going to have in, in future months of having two EVs in yeah. one driveway with one charger. I'm not putting in a second charger. Nah. That's silly because exactly we don't right. need to charge well, every day. I thought the same thing. What I The only thing I did with my charger is I, I, I got the longest possible Correct. cord. Okay. Yep. So I could, if both of our cars in the driveway, it can easily seven reach meters? both. Yeah. Yeah. So it can easily reach Joe's car, my car. She hasn't got an EV yet, but she will. Yes. So no, not two chargers, just a long cable. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it funny though, and this is off topic, but and you would notice this now with the number of different cars we're driving. Yeah. No, no two, not every car has the position, charging position in the same spot. No. So I pulled into the driveway the other day in the MG and went, no. oh, yeah, I'll quickly, I'll quickly top it up. And I went, oh, 
It's on the other side. Back left, and, not back right. And unfortunately, <laughs> that's not where I've configured that parking spot to be. So I need yeah. to back into that one. So where's your where's your Cooper? Where's what's that one? Uh, where's that? It's a great question. You can't it, remember? <laughs> my, on it's my, back right. Back right on the driver's side. Yes, mine's on the driver's side yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. My Tesla was on the passenger side. But some cars back are at passenger the front. side. Yeah, some are in the yeah under the, in the front. Some are in the yeah. front, literal, yeah. but others are just in front of the like yeah. between the wheel and the driver's door. So yeah. it, it, it it's a whole other topic. Yeah. But the thing, just a little bit of trivia too, yeah. like in your petrol car, yeah, there's a little there's arrow. An arrow. Did, oh, you know what? Uh, what's the saying? I was today so years, years old, old when I realised that little arrow meant what side of the what side it the car to of the, the side. thing. It, and, yeah. And, yeah, I think. That's, when did you realise this? No, no, well, years ago. But oh, okay, I remember at checking. the time when I realised when I when I thought I thought yeah that makes sense. So the answer to the question how much do I need to charge is really quite simple. Yeah. How much are you driving? Exactly. Because right. yeah. it's totally fine to have yeah. your EV sitting in the driveway. Night after night after night, going from 80 to 70 to 60 to 50 yeah. to 40, and never charging it, as long as you know that on Thursday night I'm going to charge it for seven hours, and it's going to be 80 or 90 yeah. percent again. You might have you might have a big weekend coming up. You know, you got to drive the kids around, you got parties, and you you're going out for dinner and everything. Yeah. You might know, okay, well, I, I tend to charge on a late in the week because I yes. know I've got to do a lot of driving on the weekends. Yes. So. I think it's it's a case-by-case basis where if you know you've got a big weekend plan, yep. you might have a road trip. You might be going away for the weekend. You and, know and I, what you need. I wonder if it sounds like we're, we're making it sound complicated to say things like, you know, planning it around what you do, but also I was going to say plan it around what your, your home is doing. You know, if you're mm-hmm. using solar through your charger, then you might only charge for – Two hours in the afternoon when you get home from yeah. work, and not other than that, because that's yeah. when you want to take a, take advantage of the free power. The free power during the day, of course. And, you know, it sounds a little bit like we're overcomplicating, but think not about really. think about it this way: it's the same as going, oh, petrol prices they they go up on a weekend, so I'm going yeah. to fill up on, fill a, up Tuesday on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. So it's the same. I'm going to check the the apps to find out what the price is. It's not overly yeah. overbearing. And like, to have to think about it that way. And also think too, for the customer, for the driver who's gone to the trouble of, of putting a charger in their driveway, and yeah. look, I recommend that everyone, everyone who buys it. a car have a charger at home. Yep. I say to people, they say, oh, aren't you worried about not having enough charge? I say, look, do you have a petrol bowser in your driveway? <laughs> and they go, no. I said, well, I do. I've got a charger in my driveway, so I'm good. Yeah. And and look, you mentioned there are people who, with driving petrol cars, they think, okay, I need to top up a little bit because I've got a bit of a drive. Yeah. That, that's that's all part of their mental arithmetic anyway. With the car you own, the longer you drive it, the better you know it. Yeah. And the more you, the better you, the, the, you right, can make though, that call. I think the best thing I've taken out of this conversation is what you said about you do learn. You yeah, learn very totally. quickly. Yeah. I know my trip to North Sydney that yep. I do a couple of times a week. I know exa- I know broadly that that's a yep. that's a ten percent round trip. See, it I can is do a that long in, way, mate. I can do See, that. No, but I can way. do it in ten percent round trip, buddy. Ah, oh, you know, right you got to do the you got to do twenty percent the whole way. <laughs> Maybe I'll go faster. You learn you. these know. things. So is it uphill or something? What is it? Well, you should check on the way back. It might be I'll different. check the elevation. Yes, check right? the that's elevation. That's getting really technical. Yes, you don't have to. Two blokes talking electric cars. So we talked about the efficiency standards coming and how it may or may not affect pricing. Yeah. What, in your view, is the reason EV cars are more expensive than petrol cars? I think because it is for, look, for the established car companies, right? Forget Tesla, BYD, right? For for a Mercedes-Benz, a BMW, a Volkswagen, Ford, 
These are car companies that have been around for 100 years that are now coming into EVs. So they get, they're almost like starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the basic mechanics are there. There's four wheels, a wheel, a wheel but it's, it's them kind of reinventing their, their own their technology. Business. So it's a whole new manufacturing line. It's a whole new design. It's a whole new approach. Yep. And that comes at a cost. It's, it's R&D, like, don't you reckon? It's research and development. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We, yeah. we are... Yeah. But the question is, over in 10 or 15 years, is this, uh, I've always said for several years, and I'm talking two, two federal elections ago, I think it was uh, when Bill Shorten was going on about potentially getting to... Charge you know, up your car in 10 minutes? No, but he was talking about the target of, you know, yeah. 50% of vehicles by 2030 or something like that. They were very ambitious, but weren't they? I've always said the guide for me is uh, if you look at a vehicle especially one that is available as petrol and electric. And it was yeah. at the time the, the MG ZS was a yes. great example. Yes. You could buy a petrol one and the electric one, which is the exact same vehicle but with just an electric motor and a battery underneath it, was $15,000 more. Yeah. That is this – we should find a name for it. It's the it's the EV gap, yeah. right? That's That EV gap, yeah. we do need to see that come down over time because R&D yeah. is great, but it, it should – Offset it, it should pay off itself over time. Yeah, but I think even, that's a good example. The MG and and you're right, it was about 15, 17 yeah. k difference, and basically it was just the exact design of the car, wasn't it? Yes. And even they even kept in the um, what the, do you call the, that? The, the drive train, tunnel. the yeah. transmission tunnel. They even kept that in that's the right. EV. That's so right. there was no cost to alter the actual design of the car. None. It's just the power delivery is totally yes. different way. And, and even that came at a cost. But I, so, I, what I'm saying is in, in just five years, that number hasn't changed. So we haven't seen yeah. a dramatic change in that gap. And so yeah. the problem is, and I'm, I'm all partly going against what I said earlier about cost savings, but for someone who is either forced to buy a new car because their other one broke or whatever it is, yeah. when you go to a dealership and you go, I say, because I can buy a Hyundai i30 hatchback for you know $30,000 or $25,000, or I can buy a BYD for $48,000 or maybe their smaller one for $38,000, which is a little bit smaller than the Hyundai. So yeah. I'm still paying a premium. There yeah. is a premium. And the, the argument normally is that, and that's why Tesla puts it on their website, a lot of companies do, they say cost savings. Yeah, as the, in fuel cost savings. Fuel costs. You, yeah. You're not going to pay this much no. in fuel at all over the next four or five years. And that's awesome. But you still got to pay for the car up front. Absolutely, yeah, that's right. But I think too, you got to remember that you'll notice even with the like, you know, Tesla have only ever made EVs. BYD yeah. only ever made EVs. Yeah. Mercedes Benz, BMW, Audi, all these companies, their EV ranges at the start, some of them I'm not sure had had a ver- an EV version. Yeah, but I'm you're finding now that their new EVs are designed as EVs. That's right. They're not coming from a petrol equivalent. And I reckon that is another reason why the, you, there's a bit of a gap because the research, the development, the new tooling that was needed to be done for to create this brand new vehicle mm. came at a cost. Now, until those costs are bedded in and they get a little bit of, they get a little, you know, they can, they can make it cheaper and get production efficiencies over time. And you get, we're going to be seeing that, I think, for a little while. Yeah, I think it is. It's just, I think it's really important that people know what they're being pushed towards. You know, if you're buying an EV because you're desperate and really want one and love it, then you probably won't won't be looking at that gap. And you'll essentially justify the gap with the cost savings. Yeah. But if you're buying a new car because it's time for a new car, that's where the challenge is. I think it's a hard gap 
to justify yep. without yeah. really being able to factor in the cost and savings And I think we discussed time. this in a previous show too, the, the cost difference for you to buy an EV over a, a, a petrol car, mm. the petrol savings over, say, a three- or four-year lease or five-year lease of the car, yep. it probably won't be as much as the extra you paid for the EV in the first place. That's right. We've had this discussion before. So, But the, the good thing is, though, we're seeing, and, and this, uh, we've talked, you know, we've got our tech podcast, we talk about all these new products. When they're brand new technology, they're expensive, yeah. right? The Vision Pro, Apple's new product. It's going to cost us $6,000 in Australia. Mm. In five years, that's not going to be $6,000. Mm. So new technology costs more upfront, but as those production efficiencies, as the technology yeah. filters down to the lower levels, that's where you're going to see the same. So this conversation in five years' time is going to be a lot different to today. We're going to see all these efficiencies and the costs are going to come down. It's going to get more competitive too. They're going to compete to get, to get your business, to get you into their EV. Well, I hope so anyway. Well, I for the, think For so. the buyer's sake. That's what you yeah, want. Absolutely. All right. Two Black Talking Electric Car. Two Blokes Talking Electric Cars is proudly supported by Uniden, and they've just released the Uniden Dashview 60 Plus. This is their first 5K resolution what? dash cam. 5K, even more detail. 150-degree wide-angle front-facing camera as well. It's got the Sony Starvis sensor. That means a lot because... It works well during the day, during the night, all types of lighting conditions. That's the whole idea of having a dash cam so I can record everything that happens on the road and now in 5K resolution. So check that out, the the dash view range. There are others. There's also the iGo cam range as well. Uh, Uniden has got you covered on the road for all your dash cam needs. So before we wrap up, I wanted to look at the new car sales numbers for January 2024. All right. And they're a bit fascinating, actually, um, because Tesla didn't top the top of the pops when Ooh. it came to EVs. Can I guess who did? Yep. Uh, BYD. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's because the release of their new models? Well, it's because Tesla was phasing out the three. They had a new model coming I've, in? I've or? done some additional investigation. Okay. And it turns out that there was a batch of Model Ys sent back to China, wait for it, this is according to drive.com.au, okay. after stink bugs were discovered on board. Stink bugs? Stink bugs. What's a stink bug? I want to know at what point of the the, the delivery process, <laughs> was it one of the ship's crew went, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> or was what? it at the port? But anyway, Hang so on, that, is this a bug, an actual bug, or is it? Stink what? Bug. What is it? It's a bug. So it's an insect that stinks. Is that what we're talking Mate, about? This here? is not two blokes talking bugs. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyway, but that was the official explanation. Stink so bug. Tesla had one thousand one hundred and seven deliveries in in uh, in January. Okay. Uh, and so that was broken up to the uh, Model Three was seven hundred and twenty three. And the Model Y was 384. Is this the new Model Y? Is this the new, the latest shape Model now? Y. Sorry, the Model 3. Model 3. Well, you yeah. don't know for sure, but you would assume 99% of those Model 3s were the Highland Refresh. Right. For sure. Okay. BYD um, sold 1,310. The Addo 3, 465. Now, that's 465. They've been around for a year now, so they're still pumping them out pretty still good. solid, yeah. The Dolphin, 256. Wow. That's the smaller one. And the Seal... 
589. So that's, you know, getting that early growth yeah. because it's a new How many? thing. Five. 589. Wow, that's that's pretty healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, Our lips are sealed. Now, the, the true numbers from... Um, from all the other brands are actually hard to find unless you specifically search for a model. Ah. So, for example, Stephen. EQE 350. Yeah, I knew you know, No, the, you, you certainly don't sold know the 350, one. but the EQE, they sold seven. Okay. Seven. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's down on 14 Is last that all January. EQE models? Or? All EQEs. EQE SUV, yeah. which is new, 56. Yeah. I knew that would be the case. They love EQEs. EQA, love SUVs. 62. Okay. EQB, 24. EQC, 20. I don't mind the EQE low model numbers. It means there's not many people have my car. You know, know, I was just going to say, how many Coopers Cooper are born? Sell? 49. Mm, I'm happy with not that. Bad, not that's, bad. That's a fine number for and me. This is Australia wide? This or? is all Australian sales. Wow. So they only sold seven EQEs. Kia sold 47 EV9s. 47? Mm. That's a big car. And that's and it's and not cheap either. Nope. Doing very well, oh, Trev. Stop it. Doing. <laughs> so, all right. Wow. Um, Who else figured in the. In the uh, well, I'm I'm just thinking Kia? of cars. I'm yeah. searching for the MG4 537. It's ah, a good number. That's solid. better than that's better than the Addo 3 and the Dolphin. Yeah. So you could say that because I wouldn't compete the MG4 with the BYD Seal because the Seal's no. more of a sedan, larger yes, sedan. Yes. But the MG4 outsold BYD's. I think uh, MG, individual models. MG it has a bit of uh, well, it's got a bit of brand recognition. It's been right. a, it's a brand that's been uh, has made petrol cars as well as EVs. Yeah, does that count? You reckon for customers sort of thinking like BYD, they've only ever made EVs. They've only been around a few Mate, years. Do customers MG's think about this? benefit in Australia yeah. is that, and I'm going to make a broad assertion here: the majority of buyers, maybe not the majority, a large number of buyers don't realise they're a Chinese car. Right, they think they're just British MGs. And they also know that they're the South Sydney major sponsor. Oh, that's, that's what helps, I reckon, get that's the what's driving the sales. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So overall <laughs> numbers, passenger cars. Yep. There were two thousand six hundred and sixty-nine passenger electric vehicles sold. Right. Just for comparison, there were three thousand hybrid. Now that's ah. fascinating to me because that's four hundred short. Hybrid. Yeah, yeah. Or just hybrid. Okay. Doesn't right. matter whether it's plug-in okay. or battery yeah. hybrid, okay. as in like a uh, Toyota do they Corolla. Still, do they still have to have a little EV yes. triangle. Yep, they yeah. do. So what's fascinating is if the model, no, the Model Y wouldn't have made a difference. But if they sold more Model Threes, and remember, Tesla's shipments come like yeah, every two yeah. months or something, so they might sell three thousand next month. Yes, right. But that would mean that more electric cars get sold than than hybrids. I think that is a that is a trend to watch. Wow. Okay. okay. Electric outselling yeah. hybrid. Just for perspective, two thousand six hundred sixty-nine passenger cars. Nine thousand nine hundred eighty-two petrol passenger of course, cars. Yeah, we're still a still single-digit percentage, aren't we? Is an EV still single-digit percentage of cars sold in Australia? In the in the SUV space, two thousand two hundred and eight SUVs were sold that were electric. Six thousand seven hundred were hybrid. Oh. So a long way to go there. Yes, and that again, I'm saying yeah. I'm saying a large part of that is Toyota, probably Mitsubishi. They do a plug-in hybrid as well. Yep. But petrol cars, thirty thousand SUVs. That's a lot. Just so in the we're month a of January. Just in the month of January. Yeah, wow. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, we always knew. Long way to go. Yeah. It's not gonna happen overnight. It's but uh, the big the big challenge for everyone is the light commercial vehicles. Yeah. Eighteen thousand were diesel, two thousand yeah. were petrol, and only sixteen were electric. How many conversations have you had about this from people who live in rural areas, country oh, areas, yeah. and thinking, oh, never will never Well that's where BYD is gonna be fascinating because they're gonna bring a, a hybrid Ute right. petrol with a hybrid yeah. battery later this year, apparently. Yep. And that could disrupt. 
in the states they call a Ute a pickup truck, eh? They call it right, pickup yeah. truck. Yeah. And again, top category in America too, isn't it? Yeah. The pickup truck. Yeah. We yeah. call it the Ute because it's a utility vehicle. Yeah. We, the... we are getting pretty close to calling them pickups now, but pickups. Dual cabs is what I'd prefer to refer to them because okay. most of them yeah. are dual cab Utes. Okay. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. Anyway, that's the that's wow. the state of the market in Australia with new car sales. It will be interesting to see how that electric number fluctuates across the year, and that's something yep. we'll definitely we'll definitely check in on regularly. I'll try and get a little bit more deep into the numbers with a bit of pre- preparation as we go forward oh. to try and give percentages that's and stuff nice like that you, as mate. well. Preparation's <laughs> everything. Failure to prepare is, is preparing, preparing to, to fail. fail. That's our motto around here. <laughs> How's this going then? I think so far so good. Okay, so we're far. managing. Well, thank you very much to NRMA Insurance and to Uniden Smart Dash Cams for presenting uh, two blokes talking electric cars to you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Leave your comments wherever you can or get in touch with us via Stephen's website, techguide.com.au or mine, eftm.com. I got an email this week from someone who was an EV owner and we will start maybe next week or the week after. Yes. We might get a couple of... Uh, Volunteer to come on the show. We'll get a couple of okay. uh, owners in the can, as they say, can that I we ask, can use in the can show. Can what they're driving? Uh, I don't remember. Keep it I don't, no, I don't. Just don't remember what the email okay. was. So nice. Okay. I'll, I'll look it up and let you know. Surprise we'll for our audience. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we'll uh, see you next week. Two blokes talking electric cars.